at Savannah Street, daytime, 1981. A feather floats through the air, the falling feather. A city, Savannah, is revealed in the background. The feather floats down toward the city below. The feather drops down toward the street below as people walk past and cars drive by and nearly lands on a man's shoulder. He walks across the street, causing the feather to be whisked back on its journey. The feather floats above a stopped car. The car drives off right, right as the feather floats down toward the street. The feather floats under a passing car, then is sent flying back up in the air. A man sits on a bus bench. The feather floats above the ground and finally land on the man's mud-soaked shoe. The man reaches down and picks up the feather. His name is Forrest Gump. He looks at the feather oddly, moves aside a box of chocolates from an old suitcase, then opens the case. Inside the old suitcase are an assortment of clothes, a ping-pong paddle, toothpaste, and other personal items. Forrest pulls out a book titled Curious George, then places the feather inside the book. Forrest closes the suitcase. Something in his eyes reveals that Forrest may not be all there. Forrest looks right as the sound of an arriving bus is heard. A bus pulls up. Forrest remains on the bus bench as the bus continues on. A black woman in a nurse's outfit steps up and sits down at the bus bench next to Forrest. The nurse begins to read a magazine as Forrest looks at her. Hello, my name's Forrest Gump. He opens a box of chocolates and holds it out for the nurse. You want a chocolate? The nurse shakes her head, a bit apprehensive about this strange man next to her. I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mama always said... Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Forrest eats the chocolate as he looks down at the nurse's shoes. Those must be comfortable shoes. I'll bet you could walk all day in shoes like that and not feel a thing. I wish I had shoes like that. My feet hurt. Mama always says there's an awful lot you could tell about a person by day shoes. Where they going to go where you been? The black woman stares at Forrest as he looks down at his own shoes. I want a lot of shoes. I bet if I think about it real hard, I can remember my first pair of shoes. Forrest closes his eyes tightly. Mama said they'd take me anywhere. Interior, country doctor's office, Greenbow, Alabama, daytime, 1951. A little boy closes his eyes tightly. It is young Forrest as he sits in a doctor's office. She said they was my magic shoes. Forrest has been fitted with orthopedic shoes and metal leg braces. All, All right, Forrest, you can open your eyes now. Let's take a little walk around. The doctor sets Forrest down on its feet. Forrest walks around stiffly. Forrest's mother, Mrs. Gump, watches him as he clanks awkwardly around the room. How do those feel? His legs are strong, Mrs. Gump, as strong as I've ever seen, but his back is as crooked as a politician. Forrest walks foreground, past the doctor and Mrs. Gump. But we're going to straighten him right up now, won't we, Forrest? A loud thud is heard as, for, as outside Forrest falls. Forrest! Exterior, Greenbow, Alabama. Mrs. Gump and young Forrest walk across the street. Forrest walks stiffly next to his mother. 
Now, when I was a baby, Mama named me after the great Civil War hero General Nathan Bedford Forrest. Exterior, rural Alabama. A black and white photo of General Nathan Bedford Forrest. The photo turns into a live action as the general dons a hooded sheet over his head. The general is in full Ku Klux Klan garb, including his horse. The general rides off, followed by a large group of Klan members dressed in full uniform. She said we was related to him in some way. And what he did was he started up this club called the Klu Klux Klan. They'd all, been, they'd, they'd all dress up in their robes and their bed sheets and act like a bunch of ghosts or spooks or something. They'd even put bed sheets on their hostess and ride around. Anyway, that's how I got my name, Forrest Gump. Exterior, Greenbow. Mrs. Gump and Forrest walk across the street. Mama said that the forest part was to remind me that sometimes we all do things that, well, just don't make no sense. Forrest stops suddenly as his brace gets stuck. Forrest's brace is caught in a gutter grate. Mrs. Gump bends down and tries to free Forrest. Two old cronies sit in front of the barber shop and watch. Just wait. Let me get it. Mrs. Gump struggles to pull the stuck brace from the gate. Let me get it. Wait. Get it this way. Hold on. Forrest pulls his foot out of the grate. All right. Mrs. Gump helps Forrest up onto the sidewalk. She looks up and notices the two old men. Ooh, all right. What are y'all staring at? Haven't you ever seen a little boy with braces on his legs before? Mrs. Gump and Forrest walk along the sidewalk past the two old men. Mrs. Gump holds tightly onto Forrest's hands. Don't ever let anybody tell you they're better than you, Forrest. If God intended everybody to be the same, he'd have given us all braces on our legs. Mama always had a way of explaining things so I couldn't understand them. Exterior, Oak Alley, the Gump boarding house. Mrs. Gump and Forrest walk along a dirt road. A row of mailboxes stand left. We lived about a quarter mile off Route 17, about a half mile from the town of Greenbow, Alabama. That's in the county of Greenbow. Our house had been in Mama's family since her grandpa's grandpa's grandpa and had come across the ocean about a thousand years ago. Something like that. Mrs. Gump and Forrest walk along the Gump boarding house driveway. Since it was just me and my mama and we had all had these empty rooms, Mama decided to let those rooms out. Mostly the people passing through, like from Mobile, Montgomery, place like that. That's how me and Mama got money. Mama was a real smart lady. Remember what I told you, Forrest. You're no different than anybody else. Mrs. Gump heads to Fort... Mrs. Gump heads Forrest to the porch. She bends down to look Forrest in the eye. Did you hear what I said, Forrest? You're the same as everybody else. You are no different. Interior, elementary school, principal's office, day. Your boy's different, (laughs) Ms. Gump. Now, his IQ is 75. Well, we're all different, Mr. Hancock. The principal sighs, then stands up. Interior, hallway. Forrest sits outside the principal's office and waits. She wanted me to have the finest education, so she took me to the Greenbow County Central School. I met the principal and all. The principal stands in front of Mrs. Gump. Forrest, sitting left, listens. I want to show you something, Ms. Gump. Now, this is normal. The principal holds up a chart with the designations according to IQ and points to the center of the graph labeled normal. A red line below the normal area is labeled state acceptance. 
<clears throat> the principal points to the section below the acceptance line labeled below. Forest is right here. The state requires a minimum IQ of 80 to attend public school, Mrs. Gump. He's going to have to go to a special school. Now, he'll be just fine. What does normal mean anyway? He might be a bit on the slow side, but my boy Forrest is going to get the same opportunities as everyone else. He's not going to sp some special school to learn how to retread tires. We're talking about five little points here. There must be something can be done. Forrest sits outside the principal's office. We're a progressive school system. We don't want to see anybody left behind. Interior, principal's office. Is there a Mr. Gump? Mrs. Gump? He's on vacation. Exterior, Gump boarding house, nighttime. Forrest sits on a swing outside the house. Loud, organic male grunts are heard coming from inside the house. Forrest sits on the swing as the grunts continue. The principal steps out of the Gump house and wipes the sweat from his face. Forrest is sitting on the porch. Well, your mama sure does care about your schooling, son. Mm-mm-mm. The principal wiped the sweat from the back of his neck, then looks back at Forrest. You don't say much, do you? Forrest grunts, imitating him. The principal, embarrassed, turns and walks away. Interior, Gump boarding house, Forrest's bedroom. Mrs. Gump reads from the book Curious George as Forrest sits on the bed and listens. Finally, he had to try it. It looked easy, but oh, what happened? First, there. Mama, what's vacation mean? Vacation? Where Daddy went. Vacation's when you go somewhere and you don't ever come back. Forrest lies down on his bed and looks up. Anyway, I guess you could say me and Mama was on our own. Exterior, Gump boarding house, daytime. A cab driver closes the trunk of the car as two women walk toward the house. A milkman steps down from the porch. But we didn't mind. Our house was never empty. There was always folks coming and going. Supper. Interior, Gump boarding house. Mrs. Gump steps forward and speaks to all the boarders. It's supper, everyone. Forest. A man with a cane steps left across the hall. My, my, that sure looks special. <laughs> Mrs. Gump looks into a sitting room and informs the boarders about dinner. Gentlemen, would you care to join us for supper? Hurry up and get it before the flies do. I prefer you don't smoke that cigar so close to mealtime. Sometimes we had so many people staying with us that every room was filled with travelers. You know, folks living out of their suitcases and hat cases and sample cases. Well, you go ahead and start. I can't find Forrest. Mrs. Gump walks up the stairs. A forest? A forest? One time a young man was staying with us and he had him a guitar case. Mrs. Gump looks into Forrest's room. She hears singing coming from another room and walks over to a closed door. Mrs. Gump opens the door, revealing a young man with long sideburns as he plays the guitar and sings. Forrest holds onto a broom and dances oddly. The young man is Elvis Presley. Well, you ain't nothing called a rabbit, and you ain't no friend of mine. Forrest's legs rock back and forth to the guitar. Forrest, I told you not to bother this nice young man. Oh, no, that's all right, ma'am. I was just showing him a thing or two on the guitar here. 
All right, but your supper's ready if y'all want to eat. Yeah, that sounds good. Thank you, ma'am. Mrs. Gump leaves and closes the door. Elvis sits back down. Forrest stands left and looks himself in the mirror. Say, man, show me that little crazy walk you just did there. Slow down some. Forrest begins to dance again as Elvis plays the guitar and sings. You ain't nothing but a hound, hound dog. <laughs> I like that guitar. Forrest dances as he watches himself in the mirror. You sounded good. Crying all the time. Forrest rocks up and down on his braced legs, then begins to step. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. I started moving around in the music, swinging my hips. This one night, me and mama. Exterior, Greenbow, nighttime. Mrs. Gump and Forrest walk along a sidewalk. A television inside a store window reveals Elvis Presley as he performs Hound Dog on a stage. Was out shopping and we walked right by Bance's Furniture in an appliance store. And guess what? The television reveals Elvis as he thrusts his hips and sings. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Mrs. Gump and Forrest watch the television. Elvis dances around in the same manner Forrest did. A woman in the audience screaming and applauding. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. This is not for children's eyes. Mrs. Gump walks away, pulling Forrest with her. Forrest stops and takes one last look. Elvis continues to perform over the television. Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit. And you ain't no friend of mine. Some years later, that handsome young man who they called the king, well, he sung too many songs and had himself a heart attack or something. Exterior, Savannah bus bench, present day. Forrest is still sitting on the bus bench. The black nurse looks at him. Must be hard being a king. You know, it's funny how you remember some things, but some things... You can't. Exterior, Country Road, Alabama, morning time, 1954. Mrs. Gump and Forrest wait for the school bus. The bus pulls up as Mrs. Gump prepares Forrest for the, his first day of school. You do your very best now, Forrest. I sure will, Mama. I remember the bus ride on the first day of school very well. The bus driver opens the door and looks down. Forrest walks to the steps of the bus and looks at the bus driver. She is smoking a cigarette. You coming along? Mama said not to be talking rides, you know, talking or taking rides from strangers. This is the bus to school. I'm Forrest Gump. I'm Dorothy Harris. Well, now we ain't strangers anymore. The bus driver smiles as Forrest steps into the bus. Interior, bus. Forrest steps up onto the bus. Mrs. Gump waves to Forrest as the bus drives away. Forrest begins to walk down the aisle. Two young boys look up from the seat. This seat's taken. It's taken. Forrest looks around. A larger girl slides over so Forrest can't sit next to her. She shakes her head. Forrest looks to the other side where a boy sits alone on a larger seat. The boy glares up at Forrest. You can't sit here. You know, it's funny what a young man recollects, because I don't remember being born. Exterior, Savannah bus bench, daytime. Forrest continues talking as he sits on the bus bench. I, I... I don't recall what I got for my first Christmas, and I don't know when I went on my first outdoor picnic, but I do remember the first time I heard the sweetest voice. Young Interior, bus, morning, 1954. Young Forrest is still standing on the aisle on the bus. In the wide world? You can sit here if you want. Forrest looks back at Jenny Curran, a young girl about Forrest's age. I had never seen anything so beautiful in my life. She was like an angel. Well, 
Are you going to sit down or aren't you? Forrest sits down next to Jenny. What's wrong with your legs? Um, nothing at all, thank you. My legs are just fine and dandy. I just sat next to her on that bus and had conversations all the way to school. Then why do you have those shoes on? My mama said my back's crooked like a question mark. These are going to take me as straight as an arrow. They're my magic shoes. And next to mama, no one ever talked to me or asked me questions. Are you stupid or something? Mama says stupid is as stupid does. Jenny puts her hand out towards Forrest. Forrest shakes over, reaches over and shakes her hand. I'm Jenny. I'm Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest. From, from that day on, we was always together. Jenny and me was like peas and carrots. Exterior, oak tree, day. Young Jenny and Forrest run towards a large oak tree. She taught me how to climb. Jenny sits on a large branch and calls down to Forrest. Come on, Forrest. You can do it. Forrest dangles from the branch. I showed her how to dangle. Jenny and Forrest sit on a tree branch and read. A good little monkey in. She helped me to learn how to read. Forrest hangs upside down from a branch and swings back and forth. Forrest braces are wedged in the tree. And I showed her how to swing. Exterior, oak tree, nighttime. The silhouette of the oak tree, Jenny and Forrest, as they sit on a branch. Sometimes we just sit out and wait for the stars. Mama's going to worry about me. Jenny puts her hand on Forrest's hand. Just stay a little longer. For some reason, Jay didn't never want to go home. Okay, Jenny, I'll stay. She was my most special friend. Interior, Savannah bus stop, day. Forrest nods as he remembers. My only friend. Forrest continues talking to the black woman. She doesn't seem to be listening as she reads her magazine. She looks up from her magazine. Now, my mama always told me that miracles happen every day. Some people don't think so, but they do. Exterior, Oak Alley, another day, 1954. Jenny and Forrest walk back. A A dirt clot hits Forrest in the back of the head. Jenny looks as Forrest rubs his head. Three young boys get off their bikes and pick up more rocks. Hey, dummy! Forrest is hit in the eye with another dirt cloud. Forrest falls backward on the ground as the boys glare at him. Are you retarded or just plain stupid? Look, I'm Forrest Gump. Jenny helps Forrest back up. Boy number one and boy number two throw more dirt clods at Forrest. Just run away, Forrest. Another dirt clod hits Forrest in the arm. Run, Forrest! Forrest tries to run along the road, but his braces make it impossible. He hobbles along as Jenny yells after him. Run away! Hurry! Boy number one and boy number two turn back towards the bike. Get the bikes! Hear up! The boys pick up their bikes and ride after Forrest. Let's get him! Come on! Look out, dummy! Here we come! The boys ride after Forrest. Jenny stands and watches. We're gonna get you! Run, Forrest! Run! Forrest hobbles along the dirt road. Run, Forrest! Forrest looks over his shoulder. The three boys race on their bikes. Come back here, you! Forrest begins to run faster with his braces on. Forrest continues running as the boys chase him. Blood drips down from a cut on his head. The boys on the bikes are gaining on Forrest. Forrest hobbles along. He begins to gain speed. Run, Forrest! Run! Slow motion. Forrest runs from the chasing room. 
From the chasing boys, he looks over his shoulder in fear. The boys on the bikes pedal faster as they gain on Forrest. Forrest tries to run even faster to get away. Suddenly, his braces shatter, sending steel and plastic flying into the air. Forrest runs and looks down at his legs in surprise. Forrest continues to run faster as the metal braces and straps fly off his legs. Forrest runs free of his braces and begins to pick up speed. The chasing boys ride over the remains of Forrest's braces. Now... You wouldn't believe it if I told you. Exterior, Savannah bus stop, day. But I could run like the wind blows. The black woman continues to read her magazine. Forrest smiles as he remembers. From that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. Exterior, Oak Alley, daytime, 1954. Forrest sprints away from the boys. The boys stop the chase and watch in disbelief. Forrest is already at the far end of the road, clear of the chasing boys. He, he getting away. <laughs> Boy number one throws his bike down in frustration. Forrest runs across the field. Exterior, country road. Forrest runs past a chain gang in their prison uniforms. They are cutting the weeds on the side of the road. Exterior, Greenbow. Forrest runs across the street. The two old men sit in front of the barber shop. That boy show is a running fool. <laughs> Exterior Jenny's house. Forrest runs down a driveway towards Jenny's small house. Now, remember how I told you that Jenny never seemed to want to go home? Well, she lived in a house that was an old house in Alabama. Her mama had gone up to heaven when she was five, and her daddy was kind of a farmer. Forrest knocks on Jenny's door. Jenny? Jenny? Forrest looks around the field at the left. He notices Jenny and runs toward her. He was, he was a very loving man. He was always kissing and touching her and her sisters. And then this one time, Jenny wasn't on the bus to go to school. Forrest runs to Jenny. Jenny, why didn't you come to school today? Shh, dad is taking a nap. Jenny grabs Forrest's hand and runs into the field. Jenny's dad, drunk, steps out on the porch and shouts. Jenny! Come on! Jenny, where'd you run to? <laughs> you better come back here, girl. Jenny's dad steps out towards the field. Jenny leads Forrest into the thick tobacco field. Jenny's dad runs through the field, searching for Jenny with a liquor bottle in his hand. Where you at? Jenny and Forrest run into a cornfield as Jenny's dad tries to chase her. Jenny! <laughs> Jenny! Where you at? Jenny! Jenny drops down to her knees and pulls Forrest down with her. Uh, pray with me, Forrest. Pray with me. Jenny! Dear, dear God, make me a bird so I can fly. Fly far, far away from here. Dear God, make me a bird so I can fly far, far, far away from here. Mama always said that God is mysterious. <laughs> Get back here! He didn't turn Jenny into a bird that day. Instead, exterior, trailer park, Alabama, 1955. A police officer escorts Jenny to her grandmother's trailer. Jenny's grandmother meets Jenny outside and leads her towards the trailer. He had the police say Jenny didn't have to stay in the house no more. So she went to little your grandmother just over the Creek Mall Avenue, which made me happy because she was so close. Exterior, Gump House, night, 1955. Jenny climbs over a second floor railing and enters the house. Some nights Jenny'd sneak out and come over to my house just because she said she, she was scared. Scared of what? I never did know. Interior, Forrest's bedroom. Jenny lies in bed next to young Forrest. She hugs him. But I think 
I think it was a grandma's dog. He was a mean dog. Anyway, Jenny had me. Uh, Jenny, anyway, Jenny and me was best friends. Exterior, Oak Alley, 1961. Forrest and Jenny are teenagers now. They walk along on an oak-lined road. All the way to high school. Suddenly, Forrest is hit in the back with a rock. Forrest and Jenny turn around. Hey, stupid. Quit it. A teenage boy throws another rock as a pickup truck pulls up behind him. Jenny turns and looks at Forrest. Run, Forrest, run. Hey, did you hear me, stupid? Run, Forrest. Forrest drops his books and runs down the road. The teenage boy jumps into the back of the pickup truck with another boy as the truck speeds after Forrest. Jenny steps left and gets out of the way. Come on, he's getting away. Move. Run, Forrest, run. You better be running, stupid. Forrest runs along the road. The truck speeds up after him. Come on, dummy. Haw ass, dummy. Older boy throws rocks at Forrest. Yeah, you better be running. Interior of the truck. Yahoo! Exterior Oak Alley. The boys in the back of the truck throw rocks at Forrest as they drive up to him. Move it, jackrabbit. The truck follows on Forrest's heels. A rebel flag license plate adorns the truck's grill. Come on! Forrest runs along the road as the truck chases him. The boys in the back of the truck pound on the roof as the truck turns right after Forrest. The truck drives into the field. Forrest runs towards a fence. Run faster! Yeah! Go! Go! Come on, Forrest! Yeah! Run, Forrest! Forrest leaps over a five-foot fence as the boys try to catch him. Exterior, Savannah bus bench. Day, 1981. Forrest looks left as he continues telling his story. Now, I used to be out ran to get where I was going. I never thought it would take me anyway. Exterior, High School Road, 1961. Forrest runs along the road in front of the high school. The truck continues to chase him as the boys pound on the, on the roof. Come on! The truck speeds past Forrest as he turns from the road and runs into the high school football field. Forrest runs across the field during a football scrimmage. In the stands watching the scrimmage is the legendary University of Alabama football coach Bear Bryant wearing his trademark plaid hat. A group of assistant coaches sit around him as well as the high school football coach. The quarterback throws the ball into the air. Forrest runs past the quarterback. The receiver catches the ball. Forrest runs past the receiver as the opposing player tackles the stunned receiver. The football coach stands, followed by an assistant coach. Who in the hell is that? That there is Forrest Gump, coach. Just a local idiot. Forrest runs under the field goal post and through the end zone. And, and can you believe it? I got to go to college, too. Exterior, University of Alabama Stadium, day 1962. The crowd roars with excitement as the football is kicked off. The football players run around on the field. The crowd of cheering fans create a huge sign that reads, Go! Forrest is in the University of Alabama football uniform. He looks up into the cheering crowd as his teammate fields the kickoff. The teammate runs over to Forrest and hands him the ball. Okay, run! The football coach, the assistants, and Alabama players cheer for Forrest. Run, you stupid son of a bitch! Run! Forrest runs across the field. He speeds past the defending players. Forrest runs past the opposite players. The crowd cheers widely, holding up cards, making a large sign that reads, Go! They turn the cards over, creating the world word Alabama. The football coach runs along the sidelines as he yells, You stupid son of a bitch! Run! Go! Run! Forrest cuts and runs toward the sideline. Two opposing players collide. The football coach, the assistant, and the players all motion for Forrest to run towards the end zone. Run! Turn! 
turn, go! Forrest turns up the sideline and runs towards the end zone. Some opposing players fall down. Forrest runs along the sideline. The opposing players try to catch him. Forrest runs in the end zone as the opposing player dives at his feet. The referee holds up his arm, signaling a touchdown. The crowd cheers wildly. Forrest continues to run, smashing through the band members. Then all the way towards the team tunnel, the football coach looks at an assistant coach. He must be the stupidest son of a bitch alive. <laughs> but he sure is fast. Now, maybe it was just me, but college was very, very confusing times. Interior, Greenbow, Barbershop, black and white television. An anchor man named Chet Huntley appears over the television. Federal troops enforcing a court order integrated the University of Alabama today. Exterior, University of Alabama, daytime. Forrest walks through a crowd of people. Governor General Wallace has carried out his symbolic threat to stand in the schoolhouse door. We hereby denounce and forbid this illegal and unwarranted action by the central government. Interior, Greenbow Barbershop. A black and white television reveals George Wallace as he stands in the doorway of the schoolhouse. Governor Wallace, I take it from that, uh... Exterior, University of Alabama. Forrest steps over to a young man as the crowd looks at the demonstration. Statement that you are going to stand at that door and that you are not going to carry out the orders of this court and that you are going to resist us from doing so. I would ask you once again to responsibly step aside and if you do not, I'm going to ensure you... Earl, what's going on? Coons are trying to get into the school. Coons? The raccoons try to get on our back porch? Mama just chase them off with a broom. <laughs> Not raccoons, you idiot. Niggas. And they want to go to school with us. With us? They do? Forrest walks towards the schoolhouse. Interior coach's office. A football coach looks at a black and white television as a newsman outside the schoolhouse speaks to the camera. Block the doorway. President Kennedy ordered the Secretary of Defense then to use the military force. Black and white footage. The footage cuts to Governor Wallace as he speaks to General Graham. Hereby videotape is the encounter by General Graham, commander of the National Guard, and Governor Wallace. Forrest stands next to George Wallace and listens. We must have no violence today or any other day because these National Guardsmen are here today as federal soldiers for Alabamans. And they live within our borders and they are all brothers. We are winning in this fight because we are awakening the American people to the dangers that we have spoken about so many times. Just so evident today, the trend toward military dictatorship in this country. Exterior, University of Alabama. Some of the Alabama policemen and citizens clap their hands as the National Guardsmen stand at attention with their weapons in front of them. Forrest walks through the crowd. Two black students were being led toward the schoolhouse. So at today's end, the University of Alabama and Tuscaloosa had been desegregated, and students Jimmy Hood and Vivian Malone had been signed up for summer classes. The young black girl, dro the young black girl drops one of her books. Forrest notices and steps past the policeman toward the book on the ground. Forrest steps out from the crowd and picks up the book. He brings it up to the girl. Ma'am, you drop your book. Ma'am. Interior, coach's office, night, 1963. The coach looks at the television. The television reveals Forrest as he stands at the schoolhouse door. He looks around, then waves. Governor Wallace did what he promised to do. By being on the Tuscaloosa campus, he kept the mob from gathering and prevented violence. An assistant coach looks at the television, then at the other coaches. Say, wasn't that good? 
The football coach and two assistant coaches look. Forrest dries himself off with a towel as he steps from the showers. NBC News will present a special program on the Alabama integration story at 7.30 p.m. tonight. No, that couldn't be. It sure as hell was. Standard Eastern Daylight Time. Now a word from Anison. Forrest steps up to the coach's area and grabs a clean towel. The coaches turn and stare at Forrest. Forrest gives them one of his silly waves, then walks away. Color footage. Governor Wallace waves to the crowd as he stands behind a podium with his wife. A few years later, that angry little man at the schoolhouse door thought it would be a good idea and ran for president. Color footage. Governor Wallace mingles in a crowd. Gunshots are fired, wounding him. Some men wrestle the shooter. Wallace lies wounded on the ground. But somebody thought that it wasn't. Exterior. Savannah. Bus bench. 1981. Forrest sits on the bench as the black woman looks at him. A white woman with a baby sits left. But he didn't die. A bus pulls up to the bus stop. The black woman looks down at her watch. My bus is here. Is it the number nine? No, it's the number four. The black woman gets up and steps over to the bus. It was nice talking to you. The white woman sits closer to Forrest. I remember when that happened, when Wallace got shot. I was in college. Did you, did you go to a girl's school? A girls' college or to a girls' and boys' all-together college? It was co-ed because Jenny went to a college I didn't go to. It was a college just for girls. Exterior, girls' college, Jenny's dorm, night time, 1963. Forrest sits outside Jenny's dorm in the rain. Uh, oh, but, but I, I go to visit her every chance I got. Every chance I got. A car pulls up. A car pulls up. <laughs> it do. It pull it up. And I couldn't find it. A car pulls up right here. Ouch. I'll tell you this thing. But I, but I got to visit her every chance I got. Oh, oh, shit. A car pulls up. A song is heard from the radio. Forrest holding a box of chocolates looks at the car. The two people inside the car begin to kiss and embrace each other. Jenny's inside the car with the boy. She leans back against the passenger side door as they struggle to get comfortable. Ouch, that hurts. Forrest gets up and runs toward the car. He tries to look in. The window as he steps over to the driver's side door. He opens the door and begins to punch the boy inside. Jenny jumps out of the car and runs over to Forrest. Forrest! Forrest! Stop it! Stop Jesus. it! Jesus! What are you doing? He was hurting you. Jenny's date, named Billy, gets out of the car angrily. What in the hell's going on here? No, he's not. Who is that? Who is that? Get over there. Jenny turns and looks at Billy. He shoves Jenny's hands away from him. Billy, I'm sorry. What in the hell? Get! Would you get away from me? <laughs> Don't! Wait a, wait a second! Get! Just get! <laughs> Away from me. I, I don't go, Billy. Wait a second. Billy gets back into the car. He doesn't know any better. Billy pulls away as Jenny steps towards Forrest. Uh, Forrest, why'd you do that? Forrest holds out the box of chocolates. I brought you some chocolates. I'm sorry. I'll go back to my college now. Oh, Forrest, look at you. Come on, come on. Jenny grabs Forrest's hand and leads him towards the door. Interior, Jenny's dorm. Jenny and Forrest sneak to Jenny's door. Is this your room? Shh. Jenny unlocks, Jenny unlocks the door and they step inside. Interior, Jenny's dorm room. Jenny pulls a robe off her sleeping roommate's bed. Jenny hands the robe to Forrest, Forrest sitting on Benny's bed. 
Do you have a dream force about who you're going to be? Who I'm going to be? Yeah. Aren't I going to be me? Well, you'll always be you. Just another kind of you, you know? I want to be famous. Jenny picks up a towel, then walks back towards Forrest. Jenny dries the water from her hair. I want to be a singer like Joan Baez. I just want to be an empty stage with my guitar, my voice, just me. Jenny takes off her slip and sits on the bed next to him. She is only wearing her bra and panties. Forrest looks at Jenny like he's never seen a woman in her underwear before. And I want to reach people on a personal level. I want to be able to say things, just one to one. Forrest looks down at Jenny's breast. Jenny realizes that he is looking at her. Have you ever been with a girl, Forrest? I sit next to them in my home economics class all the time. You're listening to WHHY in Birmingham, the clear AM voice of northern Alabama. I'm Joe Dorn. Forrest looks at Jenny as she removes her bra. Forrest looks away, a bit shamed. Jenny takes his hand and guides it up to her breast. Coming to you on a night that is anything but clear. The weatherman says that rain's going to fall all night long, so stay with us. Get warm, get cozy, get under the covers to the cool sounds of WWHHY. Forrest looks over at Jenny's breast, the sh- then shudders as he has an orgasm. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. S- sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Four 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 six seven eight nine. with you till sunrise, playing the music you want to hear when you want to hear it. If you have a request or dedication, give us a call. We guarantee you'll hear your request within the hour. Forrest breathes heavily. Jenny puts her bra back on. It's all right. Jenny leans over and puts her head on Forrest's shoulder. Candy's on the line tonight. Candy's answering the phones. Give Candy your request or dedication. Ask her why she won't go out with you, with me. Who would you? Here's some music. It's okay. Oh. I'm I'm dizzy. A song is coming over the radio. Jenny hugs Forrest. I bet that never happened in home ec. No way. (laughs) No fucking way. Jenny laughs and kisses Forrest on the cheek. Forrest and Jenny hug on the bed as Jenny roommate pretends to be asleep but is listening, horrified, with her eyes open. I think I ruined your roommate's bathrobe. (laughs) I don't care. I don't like her anyway. Come all over her stuff. I don't care where you jizz out of that fat dick. Exterior, University of Alabama football stadium, day 1963. Forrest runs across the field as the defending team chases him. The crowd yells for Forrest. They flip a sign that reads, go Forrest. Crowd, run, run, run. Forrest runs along the field. The crowd cheers. Crowd, run, run, run. Forrest runs into the end zone. The band members rush towards Forrest with their hands up, signaling him to stop. Stop! The crowd flips over cards, creating the sign that reads stop. Crowd, stop! Forrest stops in the end zone as he hears the crowd yell. The band motions for Forrest to stop and stay in the end zone. A group of defending players fall over each other in the end zone. Forrest looks as the crowd cheers wildly. College ran by real fast because I played so much fucking football. Black and white, Paramount Newsreel, daytime, 1963. The White House with the words, the eyes and the ears of the world Paramount News superimposed. They even put me on a thing called the All-American Team where you get to meet the President of the United States. Black and white newsreel. President Kennedy holds an autographed football as the All-American Team stands behind him. Forrest is among the players in suits. President Kennedy met with the collegiate All-American football team at the Oval Office today. Interior, White House reception area. The All-American players mingle around the food table. Forrest steps up to the table. A large spread of food and soda is on the table. Uh, uh, 
Now, now the real good thing about meeting the president of the United States is he's still white. Then some other shit happens in some Vietnam and Lieutenant Dan, some shrimp, Bubba, the whole shit. Anyway, exterior bus stop, present. Forrest takes a letter out of his pocket. Wonder if I could come down to Savannah to see her. And that's what I'm doing here. She was me on TV. She saw me on TV running. I'm supposed to go on the number nine bus to Richmond Street and get off and get on the one block left to 1947 Henry Street, apartment four. The elderly woman looks at the letter. Why, you don't need to take a bus. Henry Street is just five or six blocks down that way. Down that way? Down that way. Forrest hastily grabs his suitcase and letter as he stands. It was nice talking to you. Forrest runs. The elderly woman shouts from the bus stop bench. A truck honks its horn as Forrest runs across the street past the truck. I hope everything works out for you. Interior, Jenny's apartment, day. Jenny opens the door. Hey, Forrest, how you doing? Hi. Come in, come in. I got your letter. Oh, I, I, I was wondering about that. Jenny shuts the door. Forrest looks around. Is this your house? Yeah, it's messy right now. I, I, I just got off work. It's nice. You got air conditioning. Forrest hands Jenny the box of chocolates. Uh? Thank you. I ate some. Jenny picks up the scrapbook and turns the pages. Hey, I, I, I kept a scrapbook of your, of your clippings and everything. There are this. I, I got you running. I ran a long way for a long time. There. Listen, Forrest, I, I don't know how to say this. Um, I just I, I want to apologize for, for anything that I ever did to you because I, I was messed up for a long time and... There's a knock at the door. Lynn Marie enters as she opens the door. Yoo-hoo! Hey. Hi! Jenny grabs a young boy. Hey, you. This is an old friend of mine from Alabama. Oh, how do you do? Uh, listen, next week my schedule changes, so I, I'll, I'll be able to... But, but thanks for picking him up. No problem. Got to go, Jen. I'm double-parked. Okay. Lynn Marie closes the door and waves bye to Forrest. Bye! Thanks. This is a very good friend, Mr. Gump. Can you say hi to him? Hello, Mr. Gump. Hello. (laughs) Now, can I go watch TV now? Yes, you can. Just keep it low. The little boy runs into the other room and picks up TV remote control. You're a mama, Jenny? I'm a mama. His name is Forrest. Like me. I named him after his daddy. He got a daddy named Forrest, too? You're his daddy, Forrest. What? Forrest continues to stare at Forrest Jr.'s. Forrest then looks frightened and starts to back away. Hey, Forrest, look at me. Look at me, Forrest. There's nothing you need to do, okay? You didn't do anything wrong, okay? Jenny turns and looks at Forrest Jr. in the other room. Isn't he beautiful? He's the most beautiful thing I ever seen. But is is he smart or is he? He's very smart. He's one of the smartest in his class. 
Forrest breathes deep. He looks at Jenny, then at Forrest Jr. Yeah, it's okay. Go talk to him. Forrest walks into the room and sits down next to Forrest Jr. Sesame Street is on TV. <laughs> oh, great. Hey, Bert, can you give me a hand? A hand? Yeah, well, what do you want, Ernie? What are you watching? Bert and Ernie. Well, it's the first stage, Bert. It's when to write a story, Bert. I have pencils right here to write with, Bert. Now we got a uh, paper. I'll take that paper, Bert. See, we have the paper to write on. Exterior, park, day. Forrest and Jenny sit on a bench. Forrest Jr. swings behind them. Forrest, I'm sick. What do you have, like, what do you have, like a cough due to cold? I have some kind of virus, and the doctors don't, they don't know what it is. And there isn't anything they can do about it. You could, could come home with me, Jenny. You, you and little Forrest could come stay at my house in Greenbow. I'll take care of you if you're sick. Would you marry me, Forrest? Okay. Exterior, Gump House, day. A group has gathered on the lawn for the wedding. Louise walks up to Forrest. Minister, please uh, take your seats. Forrest, it's time to start. Jenny walks out of the house. Forrest walks over to greet her. She wears a white dress. She walks up to Forrest and adjusts his necktie. Hi, your tie. Lieutenant Dan is walking across the lawn. He uses a cane. A woman is walking next to him. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Hello, Forrest. <laughs> Jenny walks over to Forrest and Lieutenant Dan. You got new legs. New legs. Yep, I got new legs. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan lifts his pant leg to display his metal leg. Custom made titanium alloy. It's what they use on the space shuttle. Magic legs. This is my fiance, Susan. Lieutenant Dan. Susan shakes Forrest's hand. Half artist. Lieutenant Dan, this is my Jenny. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Finally. Jenny steps toward and kisses Lieutenant Dan's cheek. The group is seated as they watch Forrest and Jenny take vows in, front, in the front lawn. Forrest Jr. stands next to Jenny. Uh, do you, uh, Forrest, uh, take Jenny to be your wife? And do you, <laughs> Jenny, uh, take Forrest to be your husband? If so, I pronounce you a man and wife. The wind blows, fallen leaves across the ground. Jenny, Forrest, and Forrest Jr. walk toward the house. They all hold hands as they walk. Interior, Gump House, morning. Forrest steps into Jenny's bedroom. He carries a tray with breakfast on it. Forrest looks at Jenny as she sleeps. Surely she wakes up and looks at Forrest. Hi. Hey. Forrest sets the tray down next to Jenny as he, she sits up in a bed. Forrest opens a window, then sits down next to the bed. Hey, Forrest. Were you scared in Vietnam? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Exterior, Vietnam, flashback, nighttime. Forrest looks up into the sky as the rain stops. Forrest removes his helmet. The stars emerge from behind the clouds. Sometimes it would stop raining long enough for the stars to come out. And then it was nice. It was like just before the sun goes to bed down on Yoda Bayou. Exterior, Bayou, flashback, sunset. Forrest stands on his boat and looks at a deep orange and red sunset. What? It's, yeah. There was very, man, there was over a million sparkles on the water, like the mountain lake. 
Exterior, mountain lake, flashback, day. Forest runs along a highway. A lake reflects the mountains and the sky. It was so clear, Jenny. It looked like there was the two sky, one on top of the other, and then everywhere desert, and then this sun come up. Exterior, desert, flashback, sunrise. Forest runs along a desert highway. The morning light casts an orange glow over the desert. I couldn't tell where the heavens stopped and the earth began. It was so beautiful. Interior, gump house, morning. Forest looks at Jenny. Jenny looks out the window. I wish I could have been there with you. You were. Jenny reaches over and takes Forrest's hands. I love you. You died on a Saturday morning. Exterior, Jenny's grave in an old oak tree, daytime. Forrest stands under the old oak tree where Jenny has been buried. And I had you placed here under our tree. Jenny's grave marker, Forrest tries to hold back his tears. And I had that house of your father's bulldozed to the ground. Exterior, Jenny's old house, daytime. Forrest watches as Jenny's dad's house is knocked down by a bulldozer. Mama. Exterior, Jenny's grave. Always said dying was a part of life. Jenny's grave marker reads, Jenny Gump, July 16th, 1945 to March 22nd, 1982. Beloved mother, wife, and friend. It sure, I sure wish it wasn't. Little Forrest, he's doing just fine. Interior, Gump House, night. Forrest Jr. reads a book to Forrest sitting next to him. But it wasn't quite sure. Everywhere they went, the new guests. About to start school again soon. I'll make his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Exterior, Jenny's grave. Forrest looks down as he sobs. Every day I make sure he combs his hair and brushes his teeth. Every day, teaching him how to play ping pong. Exterior, Gump House, night. Forrest tries to teach Forrest Jr. how to play ping pong. Okay. He's really good. Forrest, you go. Forrest Jr. serves the ball, causing Forrest to dive and miss it. Exterior, Gump House, river, daytime. Forrest and Forrest Jr. sit on a log by the river and fish. We fish a lot. Exterior, Jenny's grave. Forrest looks down at the grave marker. And every night, we read a book. He's so smart, Jenny. You be so proud of him. I am. He wrote a letter and he says I can't read it. I'm not supposed to. So I'll just leave it here for you. Forrest places the letter down at the grave marker next to fresh flowers. The name on the envelope reads Mom. Forrest steps back and looks down at the grave. Jenny, I don't know if Mama was right or if if it's Lieutenant Dan and that enemy of his wife. I don't know if each of us have a destiny or we're all just floating around accidental like on a breeze. But I think maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time. I miss you, Jenny. If there's anything you need, I won't be far away. As Forrest walks away, a flock of birds flies overhead and lands in the trees. Forrest turns and watches. Exterior, road, morning. Forrest walks with Forrest Jr. for the bus. The bus drives towards them. Here's your butt, bus. Forrest pulls Curious George out of Forrest Jr.'s back top. Hey, this is my fucking book. <laughs> I'm going to show that for show and tell because Grandma used to read it to you. Forrest looks at the book. The feather from the beginning of the movie drops out of the book unnoticed. My favorite book. The bus comes to the stop. The door opens. Well? Forrest puts the book back into Forrest Jr.'s backpack and hands it to him. Okay. Hey, there you go. Forrest Jr. walks toward the bus. Forrest stands up. Hey, Forrest. Don't. I wanted to tell you I love you. I love you too, Daddy. I'll be right here when you get back. 
Forrest Jr. looks into the bus and at the bus driver. It is the same bus driver, only older now, who drove Forrest to school when he was a young boy. You understand, this is the bus to school now, don't you? Of course, and you're Dorothy Harris, and I'm Forrest Gump. Forrest Jr. looks over and waves to his father. Forrest nods approvingly. Forrest Jr. gets on the bus. The bus pulls away. Forrest stands next to the mailbox. Forrest sits down. The camera cranes down, revealing the feather as it lies at Forrest's feet. A gust of wind picks the feather up. The feather floats up into the air. Forrest sits at the side of the road. The feather floats higher into the air. The feather soars up into the sky and travels up and down and covers the camera and lands. 